This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 25th of January. Flux fam, before we get into that, Justin's birthday tomorrow. Right, Huge moment for the special man, isn't it? Looking forward to it. Just a very low-key day. Now, Juzzy, get this one. Australia Post has been very busy. Over Christmas, they've delivered 52 million parcels, Ooh. weighing a total of around 556 tons. Wow. That's around the same weight as 100 African elephants. Tough gig for the posties. Hey, man, Peloton just can't shake the bad times. It turns out another TV show character has had a heart attack no. on one of Peloton's exercise bikes. Oh, no. Just bad news after bad news for the Peloton crew. No spoiler alert there, Justin. Good thinking. Three transparent stories today. Let's do it. For our first. Independent grocers in Australia, like IGA, mm-hmm. are taking market share from their big competitors thanks to local supply chains and local shopping. We do love a good underdog story, B-Man. So mm-hmm. what has happened here? So we all know that supply chains have been crunched thanks to the latest COVID wave. And all this has meant Woolies and Coles' distribution distribution networks are being squeezed hard. But for IGAs, Justin, and other independent grocers, mm-hmm. it actually hasn't been as bad. There's been some pandemic-related absenteeism, but they haven't been impacted to the same degree as other operators with longer supply chains. So, Justin, uh, what's the secret sauce they're selling? Well, B-Man, turns out that many independent grocers source a lot of their fresh produce locally. Ah, so what's the key learning here? The length or type of a business's supply chain can drastically impact its success in times of distress. When it comes to supply chains, many companies rely on a global supply chain. This is where companies procure products and services from other countries. Now, that might be because of lower labour rates, cheaper production costs, or you can only get that specific stock from that place. But other companies, they rely primarily on local supply chains. You know, homegrown supplies. <laughs> and Brett, while it can be more expensive, having a local supply chain means you're a lot closer to your products. Which means there are shorter lead times. And lower risk of running out of certain stock. And this is something that IGAs and other independent grocers have won big from during the pandemic. Mm. For our second story, Fortescue Metals, the Aussie iron ore mining company, is going to spend around $300 million buying Williams Advanced Engineering. And this is the company with links to the famous Williams F1 motorsport team. Not exactly the match made in heaven I would have thought, Justin. (laughs) What's the story? Alright, so Fortescue Metal is actually the fourth largest iron ore producer in the world. That would be right up there with BHP and Rio Tinto. Now B-Man, they were launched back in 2003 and since then, they've made a name for themselves in mining. Which, it must be said, tends to not be great for the environment. But they are one of the first mining giants to actually commit to net zero emissions by 2030. And Boy, they've just made a big step towards actually achieving that goal. That's right. They've acquired Williams Advanced Engineering for around $309 million. Now, that's the tech and engineering partner of the Williams Formula One team. And why do they do this, B-Man? Well, the plan is that this acquisition will help them in their decarbonisation effort. This acquisition acquisition is all because of Fortescue's innovation void in this space. Ah, so what's the key learning here? When a business sets out goals for innovation, it can generally take one of two paths to achieve them. Path one, rapidly innovate these products in-house. That'd be setting up a research and development division, hiring a new team, high risk, high reward. Fill that void internally. Or B, acquire a new or similar business that can do that innovation. And B, man, Fortescue's future industry division is aiming to eliminate the use of diesel across the company's iron ore business. But here's the problem, Justin, Fortescue has a bit of an innovation void to fill when it comes to battery expertise. Incoming, Williams Advanced (laughs) Engineering, who are all about the batteries that Fortescue is looking to fill. And hopefully reaching its lofty net zero goals on time. Mm. For our third and final story, Instagram, much like its arch nemesis TikTok, (laughs) is testing a creator's subscription.
subscription service to help them make more cash on the platform. I sense an ulterior motive here, Justin. <laughs> what is going on? All right, so we know influencers or creators, they can make cash via Instagram. There's the paid ads. There's collabs. There's uh, giveaways. But these transactions have always been done outside of the app. We're talking emails, DMs, managers, ad agencies, the whole lot. The whole lot. But now, Instagram is testing a subscription feature for creators that will enable them to charge users in exchange for premium or exclusive content. Now, the creators, they can charge between 99 cents per month to as much as $99 (laughs) per month. And Justin, it's certainly going to help creators monetize the platform even more. But it's also a way for Meta, formerly known as Facebook, to create a new billion dollar revenue stream (laughs) away from the ads. Another one. So what is the key learning here? Social media platforms like Meta make a lot of their money through advertising. But Bayman, as we know, there's been a lot of scrutiny around big tech's advertising strategy recently. Like what kind of personal data Meta is pulling to target these ads? Like what kind of privacy issues these ads raise? So basically, they needed a new ad-free revenue stream. Here's the deal. Instagram brings in around 26 billion US dollars in ad revenue a year. Now, I don't know everything, but that makes up around 50% of Meta's total ad revenue. A massive chunk. Cue the creator subscription service. We know people pay for creator subscription on OnlyFans. On Patreon. Even on Twitter these days. Although, let's be honest, it ain't working too well on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) But this new service could actually work for Instagram because it's going to be a better in-feed experience. And it works for creators because it's another revenue stream. And it works for old Meta, formerly known as Facebook, because (laughs) it shifts revenue away from advertisers and away from privacy and data issues. Mm. Flux family, nothing better than being in a boring day of work and then suddenly seeing the Flux Daily newsletter arrive in that inbox. Spice up your day with the Flux Daily newsletter. Head over to flux.finance slash newsletter to sign up. Business memes, business gifts, it's all there. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.